Hello and welcome back to Stories RPG, the podcast where we tell stories better together. And today's tale is a continuation of the misfit punk science epic of Luna Uni Year One, the foundation of the universe's center for radical learning. And our founding students, who aren't even students yet, they're just garbage rejects, crash landed on a junk world, dumped unceremoniously. Are are with me today. <laughs> Say hello to the lovely people. Zark, why don't you start us off? Oh, hello to the lovely people. I am Zark Zappum, played by Daniel Hines, which isn't as punchy a name as Zark Zappum, who is the galaxies, and that's plural, best pilot, fastest pilot, be- best is overstating it, fastest though, for certain. He is a human who um, kind of lost parts in crash after crash, and now he... You're a brain in a box, my dude. That's the simple way to put it. Brain in a, a brain in a jar, but more specifically, I am a brain in a high-tech locks box, suspended in a selectively conductive nanogel solution with cascading chain universal <laughs> interfaces. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm up to these days. So that's great. That's great. Dora, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, my name is Theodora, or Dora. Uh, my player name is Scriv. Nice to meet you. I am an expert mechanic, hacker, techno-punk, insectoid, and proud mother of my three AI Beetlebot children, Jimothy, Daniel, and Jamantha. And uh, I like to get all six of my hands dirty, causing memories and opportunities for bonding through pranks. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, Yafit, bedraggled, beaten, oh, no. stained by oil, but still so adorable. Tell them who you are. Hello, I'm Mo, and when I'm not producing the Bon Amigos podcast, I'm playing Yafit Yo, uh, a Tabithin, a cat folk, who is normally quite fashionable and quite a charming and quite attractive, but right now is a little mopey down in the mouth and covered with oil and other um fluids from the trash truck <laughs> we just got ejected from mm, yeah and uh now that y'all are ready uh let's throw you right into the scene but first let me just say everyone welcome to luna uni bedraggled bodies out of the the wreckage of the garbage scow that Zark so brilliantly landed after being hooked in by Theodora straight to the controls. Um, and something 
Something massive is coming. Uh, the very footsteps of whatever this is are shaking the ground. Junk is toppling from the mountains of unrecyclable material that has been piled around you. And uh, yeah, you are you are all of a sudden not only uh, recently crash landed, but you're now terrified. Wally, your erstwhile uh, lobster-like pilot, has started hightailing it, literally, because he does have a tail, um, for wherever he can go. And the rest of the kids are all looking confused and, you know, different kids are doing different stuff. What would y'all like to do? Um, well, to start, Zark sprints directly towards the noise. But after a dozen or so steps, he skids to a halt and realizes his legs are on backwards. He was trying to run away. <laughs> <laughs> Spins around. He takes a minute, but he has to face the noise and then try to go forward. And that gets him back. And then he, he gets back. Gets back to his buds here, and he says, uh, "Maybe can you uh, swap swap my legs the right way around so I can uh, run away from this thing?" <laughs> yeah, let's do it on the go. I just pick you up, right. and we start running and try to do it on the move. Um, Zark's kind of heavy, and as you guys are dealing with this, you know, you you start running the one way, and everybody's like ah, and starting to run the other way, oh, and you no. run to catch up with them, and you kind of come clattering into each other, and there's a bunch of like kids who fall over, and as you do this, a massive form throws a shadow over you you look up and there is this towering mechanical creature it looks like a spider only at the bottom there's clearly a something that looks like a toothed maw oh, it doesn't no. look biological but when it opens it opens with sharp spikes and it reaches over you hovers over your group and then slams down onto the ground right on top of you so just for the record um Yafit didn't run. Yafit stood there looking bedraggled. Oh. Wondering, could this get any worse? Oh, no. Uh, it just did. Yeah, it just did. I think we're about and to so, be eaten. If, if fictionally it's important, I'm happy to be in the direction they ran to. <laughs> so this is the good news. You, you're you all kind of like, there's this moment where you all shrink down. You're like, ah, and the thing comes straight down on top of you, leans down on these enormous mechanical legs and blam, dumps this giant opened hole onto you. And everyone's assuming you just got eaten. And then you look around and you realize you're in a room. This is a ship of some kind. And uh, there's a there's a figure, uh, an otherworlder, who, who kind of waves at you. Um, they, they appear to be um, sort of a large troll-like, uh, you know, they're walking on their, their knuckles, um, but they're dressed very, very... Uh, cleanly in a lab coat and the head is a you know has a couple of giant tusks and a really neatly braided uh, mohawk of hair reddish hair coming out of the green scalp and it says you are here wonderful uh, welcome we thought we should come and pick you up since you decided not to take our landing spaces maybe if you gave us a better ship we could have made it to the landing spaces <laughs> I give you ship? I do not have ship. It was not my decision. Council does not listen to Yixel. But you are here. They agreed to send you. This is exciting, no? No. This <laughs> <laughs> is terrifying. Why did you eat us with a big spider butt? <laughs> um, I'm Yafit Yo. This is Theodora. Uh, Janiel, Timothy, and Jamantha. And <laughs> this is Zark Zeppelin. Uh, 
Who are you? The whole thing rumbles. You feel something under your feet. That that hole is closing up again. And uh, you hear another voice from up top. And this voice comes through some speakers. And it says, It appears the other pilot is not available. Uh, hold on, we've got to go and get him first. Hey, I'm, I'm all the pilot you need right here. What's the, what's the job? What's your name, Troll? Troll? I am Yixel. I am doctor. Doctor of of progenitor studies. It's very interesting sight. You have come to center of the world's most impressive discoveries. Out of character moment. I love this doctor. <laughs> that voice is so good. He kind of looks at you like eyes huge, these giant yellow eyes huge with clearly like manic excitement. You can see the coat's fallen open. He's got what looks like bandoliers of little vials strapped all over his torso. Um, You realize he kind of, as he walks, he lets his legs hang. So he's actually walking on his fists and his little legs are hanging underneath him. And then when he sits down, he kind of like lands on the legs and will gesture with one hand or the other. They look really big and meaty. He delivers that line and looks at you like, you're at the center of the world's most fascinating discoveries. There's this long silence and all the kids kind of just look back at him. And he goes, where's your sense of adventure? I thought they were sending me somebody interesting. Ugh, Corvaldus. And then he go, then he bangs on the, the ceiling. Chanticalo! He says, have you found the pilot? And the, uh, the, you hear the voice. It says, oh, he's, he's running very quickly. He is very spry. He's hiding under some junk. <laughs> I think he thinks we're some sort of creature. I, I'm not certain. How, how would you like to proceed? If you have a speaker, you may want to tell Wally that you're not going to eat them, eat them. Maybe you're just going to let them into your ship. You can hear Chanticalo's voice comes down and says, oh, he is a biological. Yes, you do. You do focus a lot on eating and excreting. I forgot. Let me talk to him. I can smooth this over. Um, the, uh, you, you guys feel the, the floor begin to tremble and a bunch of the kids run back. The, the portal's opening again. And you see Wally below you cowering under some junk. If you want to yell at him, you totally can. I want to stag like whatever intercom they have. And you just probably like, have a speaker. You can just turn up the volume on your on your voice box. Yeah. I just say, Wally, I'm the monster that eats bad pilots. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> you I shout you, I shout down there. He's just kidding. Apparently oh God. these are the <laughs> people be devoured. <laughs> Apparently this is the uh welcome party, Wally. Come on aboard. Wally was was actually like you only saw like the little fish lobster bit of his tail sticking out, kind of wiggling. And the minute a voice speaks, there's like a piece of junk that kind of comes up and like the claws like lift a big, heavy. Uh, apparently, Wally's pretty strong, a big, heavy chunk of metal up. And he kind of looks up and he goes, is that you kids? Hang on. Let me get my hat. <laughs> he like rummages around, sticks the hat on his head and he goes, OK, I can go anywhere now. Beam me up. And he just stands there with his claws in the air. <laughs> and the, the, the huge thing starts lowering down. And Yigsel kind of grabs a, a, a cable off the roof and throws it out and like picks him up. And he gets, he gets towed up into the, into the belly of this, this thing. And Yigsel says, Ugh, it's no good, Chanticalo. They are just ridiculous core worlders. Nothing interesting. They do not wish to be in the center of discovery. And he turns around and he says, 
how can you not understand? And he puts his hands up and he looks like he's literally, you know, entreating you. And he says, it is the discovery of, of millennia, the discovery of the source of everything. I think they just uh, discovered uh, air freshener and they think it'll change their whole world. Do you, do you say this? I don't want to make fun of it. No, I don't want to make fun of his trash planet to his face. I say it's a Jimothy who seems cool. <laughs> Jimothy, Jimothy buzzes a little bit and goes. <laughs> so under my breath, I say, look, once we find these progenitor artifacts, we get off this rock. Are you guys uh, in this with me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. do it. Danger's like, if it's that big and exciting, maybe you want to explain a little more before you expect us to be as wound up as you are, big guy. He kind of stops and he, he looks he looks a little confused. And he says, this, this is true. I have not explained. There is so much to explain. It is, it is fascinating. It is mind-boggling. It is... And you hear Chanticalo on the speakers. It is complicated and you should be a little quiet. I I would like this is a harmless thing, right? Yeah, please. I don't um, know. Is it? So <laughs> Daniel is able to record and project things because I am so very entertained by the mannerisms and the animated nature of Dr. Uh, Yigzel. Kind of like behind him, I want Daniel to be projecting another form of the doctor just kind of mimicking him in the background and making it do crazy things while he's doing crazy things. But then it flashes away when he turns around, everyone else can see it though. Yeah. yeah perfect. Um, so there's, you know, there's a couple, like a couple of the kids are like snickering a little and uh, Yigsel doesn't even notice he's, he's super wound up and he's like, we are very short trip from the chasm, but once we are there, I am sure you will understand. Everyone will understand. They must understand. <laughs> is it is there time for a shower between now and then? <laughs> he says, Shower? Was ist das? And he kind of looks confused. And he, he goes, he goes, you, you wish to uh, spray something somewhere? <sighs> <laughs> there is a smell rolling off of Yigzel that suggests that whether it's individual choice or a, yeah. a sort of people thing that showering is sent thing. blind. The understanding of personal blind. hygiene is different for him. Actually, he might say you're sent blind. If you wash yourselves, you're just washing away what makes you you. I mean, it's, what a terrible choice. I can't really smell things. So, <laughs> yeah, insectoids. Yeah, he smells intense. In fact, this entire area smells deeply funky with the with the Yigzel, you know, cologne vibe <laughs> yes which to be fair it's somewhere in between like an earthy moldy like not moldy but like mossy an earthy mossy kind of smell and with like a little hint of like something kind of meaty it's the meaty part that the meatiness you. throws throws me off <laughs> earthy mossy okay meaty <laughs> I just want to turn to Yafit and be like, hey, "That's a tough break, man." I used to, I used to wash my tabby in the sink. Maybe they got one of those. <laughs> oh wow! He says it companionably. It's just a, try to relate to this just, cat, man. I don't know. There's an audible eye roll. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if he's going to be a tough crowd, I just turn back to to Jimothy and I say, maybe he likes to lick himself. I don't know. It's like a like a grooming thing. Jimothy shakes the little beetle bot head. It's like I do what needs to be done. <laughs> All right, you guys are lurching. Clearly, there's a big, there's kind of a seat. It's got a rolling, almost like on a boat feeling. Because clearly, as the legs move, the body shifts a little. 
Yigzel has been like, you know, uh, grabbing onto things. He seems to be scribbling in something, typing into a computer in the corner. He started to ignore you the minute he realized you didn't share his enthusiasm. Um, can can I talk to Chanti Carlo? Who who seems to be in charge? That's who I want to know. Who's in charge? You don't get the sense like in charge. You, you've got Chanti Carlo seems to be piloting this thing, and Yigzel seems to be like doing like research related stuff. He's mumbling to himself under his breath. Things gotcha. like, hmm, uh, Caesar parts and the, f- the third sector parts might be, hmm, oh, yes, well, I don't know about the, you know, like that. Um, so uh, I pull my scarf around my face and uh, I go talk <laughs> to uh, Yixel and say, uh, so do you have eyes on these uh, progenitor artifacts? He sort of shakes his massive head and he says, eyes on, it's not, um, it's, it's part of the problem, you see. Uh, the reason we were so excited for your arrival is, is that we have had so many difficulties entering the chasm and it is only the two of us. So um, what exactly do you need us to do? I'll walk up as well at this point. He looks, he looks really excited. At this point, you grind to a halt and you feel yourselves lowering down mm-hmm. and that portal opens underneath you and you see underneath you, there's like a, a, an open room. It's like a hangar. And it's got a, a variety of like parts strewn about, tables. Um, Yigzel very like nimbly kind of leaps down, grabs on the, on the edge with one of his giant arms and drops into the room. And then uh, looks up and realizes that he didn't provide you with any way to get down. I mean, I have, of, a, I have an awesome tale. I, I can keep up with him and handle, have this conversation. Uh, yeah, Wally just grabs that that wire and kind of spools it down, and he goes, "Look, I don't want to be here none. So, uh, as soon as we can get my scow fixed, I need to be off this rock." Um, and he kind of like climbs down in. It's clearly a research facility. Mm. Um, you hear some clicking and some whirring from above, and a uh, a chamber opens, and something that looks kind of like a four legged spider climbs out. It's got a a video screen for a face and a, a relatively small body, but these incredibly long multi-jointed arms. Um, and it drops down into the space and it says, oh, hello and welcome to our research facility. I'm excited to make your acquaintance. I do hope we can find mutually acceptable ways to aid each other. And then it drops down into the, into the building below and it kind of like tugs on the rope a little and says, I'm afraid it's a bit rudimentary, but it has been adequate for our needs up until this point. And if you are to help us... And I, I assume this is Chanti Kahlo. Is this the voice we heard earlier? Yes, it is, definitely. Gotcha. So, uh, I'm, since uh, Excel is very um, taciturn, I'm going to talk to Chanti Kahlo and say, what exactly do you need us to do? It says, oh... This is a very exciting moment for both of us. I hope you'll forgive my colleague's impetuous nature. And the video screen flickers a little, and you see it's an emoji. It's a it's a those two little uh, upward pointing tildes with a line. So it's the the little the little happy face emoji. Is is Chantacarlo kind of like uh, Pinky Perfect, a little bit? This is a common way of communicating. Bots like okay. this because it's a way for them to communicate with organics using symbols that are more universal than uh, than a particular species because okay. different other worlders have different different traditions. And also it's a way to almost like, it's like wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. It's like not completely adopting organic nature. They don't like 
to make completely organic faces that resemble another mm. species. So they prefer screens, which they can project different um, emotional patterns onto so that they maintain their bot nature while still being able to communicate with organics. Cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's another reason that Jimothy, Jamantha, and Janiel are kind of, you know, abominations because you made them look like little little beetles. Well, yeah, because my people communicate a different way. I'm just saying this is uh, this is part of what got you sent to Luna Uni. You can ask about it. In fact, Chanticalo will probably have something to say about it eventually. Um, Yigzel has opened up another hatch and says, please come. You must see the chasm to understand. And he waves one big arm. Chanticalo says, um, if, if you're willing, uh, if you need... Oh, did you mention something about cleaning yourselves up? Hygiene. Hygiene is a priority right now. Maintenance. You mean maintenance. Ace Danger goes, and food, you great rust bucket. And it says, there's no need to be rude. Yeah, Ace is being rude. Yeah, Ace, don't be rude. Ace goes, <laughs> are you kidding me? I just crashed. I'm we all just junk. crashed. I need a little We're bit. We're all of- covered in junk. We landed. It was a landing. <laughs> she 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 bonks you on the head and she goes, "Ah, that's cute. You you keep telling yourself that." Okay, you know what? <laughs> no, says, no, you didn't do anything except scream and bang on a door. Absolutely right. I owe you one. But- oh, Zark one, a little bit differently from banging on his head. She goes, as far as I can tell, I owe you both, and thank you kindly. But in the meantime, do you not want to get cleaned up? I raise my, pa- I raise my paw. She goes, <laughs> she 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 high fives you, and then she turns to Shantikalo and she goes, "All I'm saying is, we've had a rough one. Do you have anything that might accommodate organics?" And Shantikalo looks a little like uh, puts on a, gosh, what would it be? The emoji thing is going to be like. Um, Two low dashes with a low dash underneath, kind of a <laughs> mm, face, and, and says, well, there are some pipes which include water, which might be of use. I'm not certain what materials you require for your maintenance. You sent for help, and you didn't have sent for food or supplies? Shantikalo uh, <laughs> cocks uh, its head, and kind of uh, gives you the big eye, line, small eye, the like the two goggle eyes. And it says, it kind of leans in and goes, uh, we, we have been very engaged in our research. I am afraid that we don't often stop to consider things like, and then it kind of like points with its spider-like limbs at you, your biological necessities. It, it wasn't factored into my equations. No wonder you couldn't find the artifacts. Let's go. <laughs> Wow. Shantikalo goes, I'm afraid there are many difficulties involved. You will learn. And then stalks out of the room on its spider legs and waves for you to follow. Y'all are led through a kind of sprawling, rambling compound that seems to have been welded together from parts and pieces of old ships. Uh, Ace is taking, as, as you're walking, Ace is kind of like naming the different ships as you go through. Like, Stormship Mark V. Oh, that's interesting. That's an old one. Ooh, it's a Technotronic. Like, totally inspecting all the, like, things. And, like, Dak has definitely ripped a couple of parts off the wall so far. <laughs> and Brillo is just humming to himself and kind of tapping his leg with a with a tuning fork. Just gently. You think it's the calming one, and he's basically calming himself down by tapping himself with Aww. it. Wally is uh, is kind of coming behind you and looking really upset about all of this. Every time Ace says a ship name, I'm like, flown it. 
flown it, crashed it, flown it, stole it, got it stolen from me. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> at least one of them, she turns around and goes, so you're over a thousand years old, are you? Could be. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like to know? She grins and she goes, if you flew one of these things, yeah, I'd like to know. So you all make your way through. It's a sprawling compound. Shantakalo takes you to an area where there's a bunch of hoses. It appears to be like a maintenance and like mechanic work. Uh, most of them spray things like oil, lubricants, uh, weird kinds of antifreeze. But at least one of them has water coming out of it. So you're all able to at least hose off. It's very clear that they haven't had any organics but yig cell in the compound for a while. And yeah, he's just not that the interested whole, in. Yeah, the whole place smells like Excel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Shantikalo doesn't notice at all. Um, so you all get sprayed off a little, and um, Shantikalo manages to find some uh, hardtack biscuits. Um, they're they're basically uh, protein biscuits, but they have a, a number of different chemicals in them and different minerals. Most of them are for Yigsel. And these are all sort of, you know, tailored to the different organics who might require them. But they managed to find some that would suit all of your organic needs. Um, all so of the fiber, to, none of the flavor. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They, <laughs> they taste absolutely awful. It's clear to you all by looking through this. And this is something that probably uh, maybe Dak could mutter this. Dak says something about like scavengers, no funding. Um, it's clear they're running a bare bones operation and they've been yeah. putting most of this together themselves. I guess they needed us more than we thought they did. So do we get some nutrient sludge? What do we get exactly? Yeah, you get you get some biscuits. I don't know. Would you rather have it be sludge or biscuits? I feel like sludge might be more fun. Yeah, one of the one of those cables hanging off the wall is nutrient sludge. Yeah. You gotta suck the nice. sludge out of the out of the, the gross. I'll knowledge. stick with the biscuits, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My biological brain does still need certain proteins and enzymes, but I have like a compartment. I just put whatever food into and it basically like a juicer. <laughs> You're a walking juicer. There's just a part of me that's a juicer. There's a lot more to me than that. <laughs> you ever make like a fruit smoothie and then you have like that pulp part you got to clean out after? That's you? That's my. That's like my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little tray. But generally. Oh, nice. dear. A little tray. Tray. I have a waste tray and a food port. And well, that's one of my biggest losses is my uh, sense of taste. Because I can replicate smell with the chemicals, but uh, the, the, the taste from analog, from uh, mechanical to brain, they haven't quite got there yet. Yeah, so. I, I imagine that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so when you all are tidied up and a little bit rested up, let's give you all a heart back. You can all have a heart Yay. back. I have very meticulously and lovingly cleaned the debris and smudges off of my Beetlebot children. Yes. How, how are you cleaning your Beetlebots? Yafit will pay attention to that. Are you licking them? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the cat version? No, well, no. Yafit, Yafit's just paying attention. I have a very specialized kit, so I've got special cloths. Okay. I've got like um, an ion light cleanser kind of thing to get rid of any impurities they lift up their little wings and i can get into some of like the wire like the circuits and things in there and make sure that uh everything everything is nice and clean a little bit of an air uh air spray kind of kind of thing uh i come over and i apologize for oh <laughs> for that uh you know what i'm i'm just Glad you didn't hurt yourself. 
Um, no hard feelings. It seemed like you were trying to help. I was trying to help. And uh, you did a great job. And uh, thank you. Thanks. You did a good job, too. I mean, you were able to get Zark over to where you needed to be to plug in. So I, I think your mission was accomplished. We're, we, we walked away from that. <laughs> My mission we was very successful. We walked away. <laughs> we walked away from it. It, it. It's all right. I like your attitude. It's a good attitude. Let me know if any you or your bots need anything. I'm happy to help. Sounds good. Uh, Jimothy will go over, kind of like buzz around your shoulder a little bit, do a little happy dance, and then come back. <laughs> I pet Jimothy with my tail. Aww. What you don't know is he was infrared marking you. So now you've got... <laughs> that's... It's a special pattern. <laughs> you were getting you were getting a little a little art drawn on your bag. You didn't know right. it. Everyone we make everyone we make a bond with gets a little infrared mark, so we can easily find them again. Yeah, sure. That's right. You can You've find got them a in mark. The dark. <laughs> Zark, uh, danger comes over and kind of leans leans in, like helps you with your getting your nutrients if you want. You don't you don't have to take the help, but like you know, it's a clumsy business with those claw hands. Oh, definitely not. I'm like, I don't need her help. Eating. Okay. Well, she just comes over to talk to you then. She, she strolls over and like, she, she's like, so if we get a chance to get off this rock, depends on what we find down there, but I'm taking it and I'd like to take all of y'all with me. But I think you in particular, you're definitely somebody who knows how to drive. If I ever get the chance, she kind of grins and she goes, I'd love to race you. And she says, but if I don't, I'd love to work with you and nods. <sighs> we can maybe do that, but there's one minor change, which is you're coming with me. I'm not going with you. Let's get that straight out the gate. She pats you on the head and she's like, you got it, Box," And kind of like scuffs <laughs> you a little, like very like, like, oh, you so cute. <laughs> and then Yigsel sticks his head into the room and he says, why for are you still here? There is so much to explain. How much time is you needing for these uh, ablutions? Um, what was that last word? While we're busy, ablutions. Uh, while we're busy abluting, <laughs> you should try some. You should try some too. Yigsel says, "I am perfectly happy in my current state, and you are all wasting time. We are on the precipice of greatness." I've asked you three times. What mm-hmm. do you need us to do here? He says, come, come. I will show you. All right, kids. Let's go. <laughs> I tr- kind of shrug and follow him, I guess, to get this over with. As we're walking, I, I lean over to uh, Zark and Ace. If you want access to those ships, let me know. <laughs> Ace kind of whispers back and says, I think with everything we've got on this planet, it wouldn't be hard to rig something that could go pretty darn fast. And kind of raises an eyebrow. By the way, Ace has turned kind of a purplish color. If anybody wants to ask, you can mention it. Yeah, I, I was curious about that. I'm used to seeing a lot of my own people change colors in different environments. I'm curious as to why or how you do. How are, are, are you okay? She grins. She goes, oh, I'm great. That's a biohack. She goes, I'm not in direct control of it, so I can't do things like camouflage patterns. It requires all kinds of cybernetics. Didn't want to jack up the nervous system. But she's, she, uh, she grins and she says, it responds to my emotions. So, you know, gives me something to keep myself on, on the tips of my toes. And keeps me looking good. Winks. The colors are very striking. 
she uh, she does a little bow and she says, "Yours too. I like the shine on your carapace." Oh, thank you. I polished it just now. Okay. <laughs> You're led into a giant room and it opens up and you realize you are standing over a huge chasm going down deep into this planet. You don't know how far. Um, at the top, it looks like all these junky apparatus, like lots of pulleys and stuff and, and, and motors have been set up. But as you look down, you can tell that this was not this was not built recently. This chasm looks ancient. Deeper down, it looks like worked stone descending into the darkness. Um, Yigsel kind of like gets out in front of everyone and there's a little there's a little pier, kind of like a platform out over this chasm into the darkness. And he lopes up onto it and stands in the middle in this on this little platform and starts waving his giant muscly arms around. And he says, Behold! For many years, this planet was used only as a dump for refuse. He says, you saw on the surface all the unrecyclables, nuclear materials, uh, different metals that could not be melted down. But, but, underneath lurk the signal of the chasm. And he gestures downwards. He says, all of this interference on the surface kept us from discovering what may well be the progenitor's greatest relic. And it's somewhere in the center of this planet. In fact, if my theories are correct, and here Shantikalo interrupts and says, they are, they are only theories, of course, not proven. And, and Yigsel waves a hand sort of like as if brushing away flies and says, yes, yes, only theories, but what else could it be? It must be an entire world built for the purpose of travel. Shantikalo says, nonsense. It could easily have been a repository, a library, a graveyard. Yigsel says, nonsense! This amount of mechanization? It must be mobile! Does anybody want to interrupt their argument here? If you want to get any more information, this is clearly like a (laughs) well-worn loop for them. They've been together too long, you think. Right. How far down have you gone? Um, Yigsel says, only the first several stories. The problem is we are too few. If one goes down, the other must stay up. If they are lost, what are we to do? Already one of our members has disappeared into the depths, and we have not received a signal in many cycles. Who is this member who, who was lost? Tell us about them. Shantikalo says, a colleague in progenitor studies, a very learned otherworlder, um, Dr. Skibert was indeed uh, uh, perhaps the most athletic and capable physically among us. And if they were lost into the depths, we fear that our own capacities would be insufficient to the discoveries we might uncover. So if we go down there, how are you going to get us back out? Yigsel says... We have many different devices that we have built, uh, signals that have penetrated very deep, so we will be able to track you and even speak with you and provide you with advice upon whatever you discover. However, there is also the, the problem of the mechanisms. What problems with the mechanisms? Shantikalo says, This world seems to have a vast series of progenitor-generated structures underneath, and... They move. In fact, 
frequently. It is as if all the different rooms are compartmentalized. We haven't quite figured out exactly how they shift, but it seems that the internal architecture of this planet is constantly shifting around the core. Yigsel says, You can become lost. You can become crushed. We are not even certain all of the things down there. And also, there is the matter of the biological. The biological what now? This just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, you're not, you're not a heck of a salesman, bud. Yigsel says, but it is fascinating. You must understand. There has been so much dumping here, yes? Well, very small biological particles, different species who might have stowed away on a ship. They survived. While initially this was a lifeless planet, they have changed. More than can be explained by the amount of time since their arrival. Shantikalo interrupts and says, There are a number of creatures that have been modified, we believe, by progenitor emanations, something within this planet's core. Yigsel says, It's a terrible accident! Shantikalo says, It's as exactly as the progenitors planned. Yigsel says, And you are ridiculous with your absolutionist beliefs! And Shantikalo says, I'm sure they knew you would say that. And Yigsel goes, ah. Okay, okay. So, please, what exactly do you need us to do? Yeah, are are you? You've lost someone down there. There's no way to reliably bring us back if something bad were to happen. So, you want us seemingly to just go ahead and jump in? Are you going to help train us? Do we have equipment? Do we have all of these different things? Or are you going to send us to our doom, dear professors, with whom we are? looking up to with admiration and hopeful eyes full of a longing to learn. <laughs> when you when you say that, Yigsel kind of straightens up and looks like really excited that you said We're that. We're relying on you, professors. You realize that like right up until this point, nobody's expressed enthusiasm for his pet project. And that has been the main the main problem that he's had with interacting with you. When you say like, what do you expect us to do? What equipment? He says, I have created so many devices and I have many plans. Uh, And if you wish, I will accompany you. Uh, Potentially, some of you might decide to stay behind to monitor life signs. We can discuss. But the most important thing, there are many biological creatures we must respect as descendants. And and then uh, Shantikalo says, and many devices that may prove inscrutable but are evidence of the progenitors. I believe that an emanation escaped, and Yigsel immediately interrupts and says, It was your fault. The vibrations were incorrect. And, and Chantikalo says, I simply wish to experiment. I'm certain it was intentional. Wally interrupts here and goes, Wait a minute. You mean that whatnot that happened to my ship? Are you telling me it's your fault? Because if it is, I'm expecting my scow to be repaired and to be fairly compensated. This was not part of my flight manifest. (laughs) All right, so here's the thing. You can see this massive chasm. What you're able to pick up from these guys is that there is some sort of massive energy source at the core that all the internal uh, structures of this planet seem to be shifting around. And whatever that internal energy source was, it released that vibration that knocked your scow out of orbit. Gotcha. Um, finally, 
it's changed living creatures that have been deposited here as part of the junk. Yeah. They think that this could potentially be some sort of life engine. It could actually be the thing that the progenitors used to seed life throughout the universe. The potential here is absolutely unlimited for discoveries. I uh, kind of give Theodore a rib and say, we'll play kissing up to him. Obviously, that's his uh, love language. Um, do you think you could build a couple of ships for Zark and Ace? And uh, if they're fast enough and tough enough, we might be able to kind of do a little scouting. I look over at the uh, the shells and the pieces of different vehicles and, and craft that are over there. I kind of give Dak another look. You feel like scavenging some parts? Dak looks over and goes, lots of good salvage. Lots of good salvage. We could build something. Just, uh, you know, I'm not much on science. It's fast, I can fly it, but I don't build them. So why don't you just kind of lay it out for me? What exactly is it that we need to do? Yig- S- uh, simple terms, mind you. <laughs> Yigsel looks at you and says, We want you to discover what is hidden at the core of this planet. And Shantikalo says, Which involves evading ancient progenitor mechanisms, the purpose and function of which we can only barely comprehend, and the various mutated life forms that have come to dwell within. Yigzel murmurs something about trash rats they're always eating the best parts and and then Shantikalo says and uncover what may in fact be the engine of life and hopefully it won't change you too much Yigzel says under his breath and retrieve it Shantikalo says and and then Yigzel adds ooh and it would be lovely if you could find Dr. Skibor as well oh yes Skibor if you could bring him back that would be invaluable and they, all, they both kind of nod, and then they look at you expectantly. All right, go down into some sort of fathomless machinery, meet up with some mutant bugs, and play some skee-ball. Is that about right? This is the weirdest <laughs> first day of school ever. Looks like we're going to need a team. finally found the professors you are interning for and found out what exactly your internship entails. Um, I just want to take a second to give everybody some shout outs and let y'all, you know, get a chance to check out any lines you might want after today's adventure. So who'd like to start? I want to shout out Zark for just being a total robot. I I love I love that you're a, a Jamba Juice machine that, <laughs> yeah, that, that needs to remove the pulp periodically. Oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna sh- see the same thing. And shout out Mo because we don't I don't know, in in this show we haven't always done the interpersonal stuff as much. So it's nice yeah. that you're you're more focused on that. 
That's my favorite. I wanted to it comes, say this comes same. across better. Yeah. I loved, I loved the fact that you, you took your, your cocky character and gave them a moment of humility. That's like, like genuine, like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. Like, um, my drive is to win interactions. And that doesn't mean that apologies aren't sometimes part of that. Sometimes winning means you say you're sorry. Exactly. Well, Theodora gotcha. doesn't understand some of the intricacies of mammalian, uh, you know, social networks. How about lies? Does she oh, understand lies. lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand lies. Um, I'd like to do a similar shout out, but for, for both of you for, interacting in a nice way with the Beetlebot kids. (laughs) There were some cute little moments with both of them. (laughs) I was going to give you a shout out. Yeah. The Beetlebots were so cute. You really played into them. And I like, I was like, okay, I'm falling in love with the Beetlebots now. Right. They, we need time to show their personality. We haven't really had that chance yet. So I wanted to, I know, you know, get into it. You get to explore that. (laughs) Each one has a specialty. See if you can figure it out. Oh no! I'm. Uh, I liked. I liked the little animated, like the the Yigzel like imitation. That was great. All right. Any lines that stuck out that you're like, okay, I know how I feel about Ace now, and I'm but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that bond, or like, you know what? I I feel really strongly about Yigzel or whoever. It doesn't have to be a bond. It could be a quirk. Anything you might have picked up from the junk world. Is there anything that that you're feeling like I did this thing or I got this thing, and I wanna I wanna put that on my sheet. Um, I got one. I think from I don't have a quirk yet, and after the 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 juicing fiasco, I think I would like a good quirk might be like um biomechanical hybrid or something like. Are you embarrassed of your like like is it like you're ashamed of your like remaining biological functions or do you low key enjoy them? I I still consider myself a human. This robot body is just a temporary <laughs> inconvenience. But uh, yeah, I think I think there's going to be more awkwardness that comes up as a result of me feeling and generally behaving human, but having this robo body. So I think I'll take that quirk. Awkwardly human in my bot body, sort of like that. Yeah, I'm building a bond with Theodora, but I'm I'm happy to let that uh yeah let that grow a little more before we start rolling dice on it. Yeah, marinate a little. You can let the flavor yeah. marinate in. it. Yeah, I mean, Jan, you already infrared marked you. So we'll see how it plays I out. I like that, by the way. <laughs> I think that might be be even a line like infrared marker. Like you do paint symbols, infrared symbols on places and potentially. It's people. like graffiti. Yeah. Daniel is an artist. <laughs> you could do Daniel. We could put a line in for you. Daniel. Daniel is an infrared art. Uh, an infrared artist. Mm-hmm. And Daniel was the one doing the the mimicry as well. So Daniel is definitely an artist. Do you want that line? Type it in. There we go. I like it because, you know, you're Proud about to go kids. into a maze. I don't know if, if you want to infrared mark some arrows going different directions might help. So, all right. Everybody's gotten their shout outs. Everybody's got their lines. And that means we are at the end of our episode. Next time you'll plunge into the abyss. Good luck with that. Um, and have to, you know, figure out how to deal with mutant critters all over the place, which will be great. Um, So I uh, look forward to our next encounter. And until next time, you can find everything you like at patreon.com backslash stories RPG. You can find classes with me at luckoflegends.com. And of course, you can always find the podcast at storiesrpg.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, Check out the show notes for links to Mo and Scriv's amazing projects. There's a lot of cool stuff to explore. And we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.